you brought your Bibles tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And verse 17. This is my favorite scripture. <laughs> it was the very first one that the Lord gave me when I got saved. It was good news to me. <laughs> Anybody wanting to start over? It's good news. Forget those things that are behind. As soon as you said, Jesus, come into my heart, you became a new creation, a new species. Aha. Uh -huh. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is everybody here in Christ? Wave, wave at me if you're in Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that means he's a new creation, new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You see, what happens then, you get, you get a secret identity. And it can't be stolen. That identity can't be stolen. Heard of theft, identity theft? Well, your new, new creation status cannot be stolen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And then we go down to verse 21. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the what? Of God in him. Now, so did that mean that we have to kind of get our act together and, you know, be good? Is that what that means? Doesn't matter how good you are? No. He took your sin and gave us his righteousness. So everything in our walk is, is related to that that righteous standing, that we have right standing with God. That's something we can't take for granted, right? He said, you know, you can come boldly into this throne room of God. But usually what happens is when we mess up, we, we don't go anywhere near God. <laughs> we just want to run the other day way because, you know, we're full of shame and full of, you know, insecurity. And, you know, we messed up. But he said, come boldly. Come boldly. Hallelujah. We're his children. We're his children. Just like you'd go to your daddy's house. I mean, you know, you can go into the throne room of God. Not that we don't reverence God. Of course we do. But he has given us access. That righteousness has given us access into everything that he has for us. All heavenly blessings. Hallelujah. All spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Glory to God. And it makes us a partaker of his divine nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so in that, we have come out of darkness and into the light. Right? Out of death and into life. In the garden, you know, I mean, they had that before, you know, before they, that sin came into their lives. They had that, and God has made it so that now through Jesus, 
we come right back to that. You know, in the garden, they were naked and unashamed. They didn't even know they were naked because, you know what? They were closed with the glory. If you, had, if you could see them, they were just like little light beams in the garden. They didn't even know until sin came, right? But Jesus, when he defeated the enemy, he took all that back and put it back on us. The glory. It's the glory like Adam had in the garden is on us. That light is on us. My prayer is that people will see that wherever we go. You know, we'll see that, that light. The devil can see it. <laughs> he knows when you're around. He does. He knows. Your presence anywhere puts him off. Because, you know, he's, he's just really a fallen angel, isn't he? Hmm? And, you know, God created the angels to who what? Minister to the heirs of salvation. So that makes Satan <laughs> your minister. He has, to, he has to serve you like all the other angels. But we run and hide when he gets, comes on the scene. He's, a very, he's very deceptive because really he is a... You know, he's an angel of darkness, but he tries to make himself look like an angel of light. He's very deceiving. He can deceive you. Like he tried to deceive Jesus in the wilderness. You know, like that's how he'll come. He'll come, you know, to get, he was for, Jesus was for, he was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And then the enemy came, you know, and waited until, of course, you know, he was hungry. So look at those rocks. So you could turn those into bread if you wanted to. <laughs> but he tempted him. And every time, you know, Jesus came back with, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Same today. Same for us. We're, you know, and if we're, we're out there, the enemy's coming at us with the same stuff, right? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, right? Pride, the thing that kind of, you know, when it's all about me, we're all about us and our little worlds, <laughs> my stuff, my problems, my, you know, and most of the time we go to God and is it, is it to come to worship him or is it to come with your needs, come with your, your list? Well, God, I need this and this and this and this. But you know what? You wouldn't even need to have your list if you just came to worship. Just come to worship. Forget about the things that he knows what you need. I mean, you've been to him probably, you know, 500 times with the same stuff. <laughs> Do you think you might get tired of hearing it? Especially since, you know, I mean, he sent Jesus to the cross so that you, your needs would be met and that, that, you know, whatever is going on, that you could cast that care onto him because he's already taken care of it. He's already taken care of it, but we, we just can't seem to get around it, you know? We have to think about it. It keeps us awake at night. We're anxious and, you know, makes us sick thinking about it so much. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's anxiety. He said, be anxious for what? 
But, you know, I, I, the bill, bill collectors are calling and I got no money in the bank and they're going to put me in jail. And, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to worry about that, aren't I? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. But th that wouldn't have been happening if you had gone this way instead of this way with God, right? We, we're in, we, we kind of tend to end up in that sense realm where it's all about what we can see and, you know, what's going on and how it's affecting us and, you know, and with, with sickness, with anything, finances, kids, <laughs> kids, kids. <laughs> they have a way of getting to you, right? But, you know, it's all, it's all God, Jesus said, you know, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added onto you. you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned about it. God is taking care of it. If we have this relationship, you know, it's, it's being in his presence. When you're in his presence and, you know, and, and oh, you, you can't worry. You just can't. It's impossible. <laughs> when you're singing praises to God, right? Oh, you know, it's, it's an awesome place to be, and it is there for everybody. It's, you know, he says, you know, the biggest thing we should be fighting against is laboring to enter into his rest, getting into that place of rest, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Abiding means living under the shadow of the Almighty. He's your refuge, your fortress. He's your God. In him you will trust. When you trust in God with all of your heart, then the peace of God shall rule your mind and your heart. Don't you, you know, I mean, that's what the world is looking for today is peace, the peace of God. We've got it. We have access. We have access to joy. We have access to peace. <laughs> we have access to heaven, everything in heaven on earth. We can have heaven on earth in our lives. Right? I mean, and, and you know, I mean, you said, well, you know, I've been waiting, so I've been praying and praying and on and on and making confessions and nothing seems to be happening. Well, see, then you're not trusting God. You're looking this way. <laughs> when you look at this stuff, <laughs> you know, it looks like it's getting worse instead of better. Ever had that? You know, you pray for something and all of a sudden everything, you know, <laughs> the bottom falls out of it. <laughs> Everything is all turned upside down, and oh my gosh, it'll never happen. You, you tend to just go down. It's so easy to go down that road, but it's just as easy to go down the road of praise. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh my gosh. You know, especially, you know, when you get home by yourself, sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes, you know, you get embarrassed even when you're by yourself. <laughs> No, I mean, if you're going to act calamitously foolish for God, right? Praising and worshiping and dancing and jumping and singing, you know, you're almost looking at, is anybody looking at me? Is anybody looking at me? <laughs> you become self-conscious all by yourself. How weird is that? <laughs> or in front of your husband or your wife, like, you know, you'll think I'm crazy. Well, maybe it's worth it. <laughs>
It is worth it. Hallelujah. So anyway, going back to being a new creation, see, the old self was crucified at baptism. You know, when you were baptized, right? Your old self was like a like the death. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. So that's your baptism. You're crucified with Christ. That, you know, then, then you were crucified and buried, but you were also resurrected. Amen? So, I mean, the crucifixion might be hard. I mean, the crucifixion is like, you know, your flesh, your emotions, your soul stuff, your soul stuff, mind, will, and emotions. So that's why he gave us his word, so we could renew our minds, right? So we could think the way that he thinks, because we're thinking the way our old way of thinking is negative. And like I said, you know, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's how we think when something happens. Oh! <gasps> You know, you, you know, you just get all bent out of shape. But that's not the way God wants us to be. He wants us, uh, he wants us just to be walking in that newness of like, life. He wants us to take off. Well, when we get born again, we take off the old man and put on the new man. But sometimes that's a daily thing, too. Because, you know, when those thoughts come into your mind and you start to have those old thoughts again, then you start acting as whatever you think, that's the way you're going to act. Now, for some of us, I mean, maybe, you know, our minds weren't that bad. <laughs> Not every thought was a gutter thought. But for other people, I mean, people who have addictions and things like that, things that are trying to overcome those things, well, the thoughts that come in are different than maybe if you, if you didn't have that. And sometimes we don't understand that when we're dealing with people who have those kind of issues. And it takes a little longer sometimes, you know. But again, I mean, addictions, what are addictions? I mean, you could be addicted to drugs, to sex, to whatever. You could also be addicted to alcohol, to worry. You can be addicted to worrying. How many of you are there? <laughs> Have ever been there? Have you all been delivered? Does it ever come on to you when you're in a situation and you start to worry? It does. It tries to get on you. But you know what? You Shirley's little thing here. Don't flirt with the devil. <laughs> That's your, that, that is his M.O. You, and you know, and it's a sin that people probably can't see at the time, but over time will see because worry makes you sick. Worry tries to kill you. Stress, they say that stress is responsible for like 87% of all the diseases. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know, but it's a high percentage of illness that comes from stress because in your body when you're stressed when you're worried when you're upset you know your your hormones and stuff get involved so your cortisol levels go up and that is the thing your cortisol levels are the thing that gives information and you know and causes disease to come your immune system starts shutting down when your cortisol levels are up and your immune system is your friend. <laughs> your immune system. Keep, God made us so wonderfully. He made us so that, you know, we wouldn't have to give in to that. But, and that's why he says, like, you know, renew your mind. It's not a religious thing. It's to keep you alive. <laughs> 
It's so he can work in your life. So the Holy Spirit can, you know, can, if you rely on the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. He's your teacher, your comforter, you know. But we tend to want to, you know, go, got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to somebody. <laughs> talk to the Holy Spirit. He's your friend. Like Pastor Gary said on Sunday, you know, make the Holy Spirit your best friend. He's a person that lives in you. He's a third, you know, there's, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's part of the Godhead. And, and we, we kind of ignore him. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we have a tendency, but it means the last ditch effort. Oh, I better go pray, right? <laughs> or I better, you know, get in the presence of God. And uh, because you're just so, you know, and we, and we get so busy, we don't have time to kind of, you know, roll it back and, and trust God, you know, to trust him. And if you have trust uh, issues, I mean, because you've been hurt by people, God is, God is not like people. <laughs> you know, he God is a spirit. And he doesn't kind of uh let me see. Well, I guess Jesus came to the earth, right? So he could experience all of the things that we experience. He was betrayed. I mean, he was, you know, especially when he hung on the cross and I mean, like, you know, he had everything that it says that, you know, he experienced everything that we experience. So he could understand. He would have understanding of where we're coming from. And that his peace could be extended. But his peace can be extended, but you have to receive it. You have to allow it to overtake you. Just like you let worry overtake you. got no problem letting worry overtake you. Right? It's a spirit too. An evil spirit. But when you renew your mind to the things of God, you know, like we give out those little I am cards. Do any of you look at those anymore? Does anybody say them? I know Pastor Paul put them on the devotionals so we could have them there to look at them. You know, those are so good because they <laughs> remind you, they remind you, and you know, you get saying them often enough, you don't even need to have your card. Right? I mean, even if, you can give, even if you just got tan up in your head, you know, that you can speak out loud and say, I'm a child of God. I'm justified. I'm sanctified. I'm a partaker of his divine nature. You know, I mean, those things, those things, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Like, you know, if you start saying those things in the middle of when something comes up in your face, if that's your first reaction, right? First responder, <laughs> I am, because he is the great I am, and he, <laughs> John 4, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The great I am is in here. I am anything you need me to be whenever you need me to be it. And it just takes a second. See, God is instant. He's instant. It's like, well, yeah, well, I prayed and I've been waiting for 10 years for something to happen. You know, nothing's happened. Well, there's your answer right there. Because <laughs> it says, you know, Mark, uh, Mark 11, 23, 24, you know, 
When you pray, believe, you receive it, and you shall have it. At the time when you pray, you receive it, and so then you got it. It's like me here. I got this in my hand now. Oh, God, please give me an, a, my glass case. Please give me my glass case. I need my glass case. Well, well, I've already got it right here. It's got everything I need in it. Woo! <laughs> you see? <laughs> well, he's giving you this. He's giving you this, man. Do you know how precious this is? Do you know how precious this is? And so if you got it in you, somebody could take this book from me, but I still got it. I still got it. His promises are yes and amen, and I know what they are, and no one can take them from me. Amen? Um, what time is it anyway? <laughs> okay, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So the greater one is in you. And in Philippians 2.13, it says that God is working in me. He's, while he's in there, he's working on me to do his good pleasure, to do his will. He's doing it. If I let him. <laughs> he's a perfect gentleman. We were saying welcome. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. You know, you can say, yes, he's welcome here in this place, but is he welcome in this place? In every room. What was it you put on, the, on Facebook today about Jesus being in? Are you a good host for the Holy Ghost? Are you a good host for the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Well, we all have things that we want to hide, but guess what? <laughs> he knows what they are. But if we acknowledge that, if we acknowledge what's going on, come honestly before the Lord and put that out there and say, God, I can't, I, I just can't seem to get over this and I can't do it on my own. I need your help. He does. But, but if we verbalize it, it's almost like a form of like repentance or acknowledging that, hey, I'm, I, I can't deal with myself myself. <laughs> yeah, Jacob. And Jacob walked with a limp afterwards to know that God, you know, came into him and, and changed him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So when, when we, we think about it, become God inside-minded and not sin-conscious, not, not like everything that you do wrong and I'm no good and I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, you know, don't trash yourself. That's the worst thing that you can do because <laughs> you're made in the image and likeness of God, right? We all have stuff. We all had, came into the kingdom with baggage, we weren't born saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he's, but he's given us everything. What a privilege, you know, that we have, 
you know, we have everything that God, God was so, he loved us so much. He loves us so much. He doesn't want to leave us where we are because, you know, the calling is to be kings and priests in this world. Not to always be coming here to get fixed. <laughs> right? He wants us to get, just get fixed so we, can, so we can be useful to him, you know? Not having to fight those, you know, get the little imp battles out of the way. <laughs> Put them under your feet. Put them under your feet and don't allow negative thoughts to enter in at all, you know, at all. I don't care. I know we all, you know, we're, we all had a, things going on when we were kids and, you know, and our parents didn't love us and, you know, they beat us up and they hit us and did all kinds of stuff and trashed us. And I, oh my, <laughs> that's why we got saved. <laughs> so God could fix all that, right? So it's like all things have passed away. You know, don't go back there. Just forget those things that are behind. Forget yesterday even. Forget this morning if it was bad. <laughs> And just start fresh every day, you know? His mercies are new every morning, but every moment, anytime you need them to be new, right? Sometimes, I mean, things start coming at you, one thing after another, after another, after another, and it kind of, you know, you get beat down. But, you know, then that shows you, and Pastor was scary, scary was saying about, you know, when things come at you, trials and tribulations, and they press you, to see what's in your heart. It shows you what's there. It's like, okay, now I've got, to, I've got to fix some stuff here. You know? I didn't think it would affect me like that, but it did. So that shows you that there's something in there that needs to be fixed. So you go and you go back and you say, Holy Spirit, help me. You know, i got this thing going on and, uh, you know, it needs to be fixed. So I'm just going to leave it into your hands. Cast the care of it on you, Father. And then get in his presence. Get in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. See, if you're depressed or sad or lonely or whatever, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> That's the worst thing. It's feeling sorry for yourself. Because that opens up a whole door of horrible things, you know? And uh, so, so again, like, you know, I listen to Mark, we listen to Mark Hankins a lot. He's so full of joy, right? And he's just always laughing. Ha, 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 ha. You know, like, even when he laughs, he's, uh, he's going, ha, ha, ha. Just laugh for a few minutes now. Come on. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 <laughs> Gerald, are you laughing, Gerald? No, Gerald's asleep. Gerald, wake up, Gerald. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> You should have one belly laugh a day, you know, even if, it, even if you just do it all by yourself and who cares, right? Who cares? It does, a, it does so much good for your body, 
You know, they say that, you know, laughing for 10 minutes is better, is just as good as going out and jogging a mile. Right, and you can lose weight laughing. You can lose weight laughing. (laughs) Woohoo! Thank you, Lord. So the thing is, you, you know, it's, it's what is called, it's new creation reality, right? Of what Jesus did for you at Calvary and walking in that, walking in the things that he redeemed you from, right? Walking in health and walking in prosperity and, and walking, having your mind renewed. And, and uh, you know, but if you don't understand it, if you don't understand that's what you have, it's going to hinder your faith. Because when you realize what Jesus did, and like we were ta- when we first walked in here, Joanne was singing on the basis of the blood. It's on the basis of the blood. Not how good you are, how pretty you are, how tall or short or anything. It's the basis of the blood. It's the blood of Jesus. That's it. That's it. What he did, what his blood did for us, and we can walk in it. Well, now, yes, but I mean, you know, sometimes stuff gets on you. Well, okay, then you just, you've got the tools, you've got the word, you've got the blood, you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got the name of Jesus, and you use those things. You use those things, right? You attack it. You attack it because it has no right. You're a child of God. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Redeemed. He bought you back out of that, right? (laughs) We should be the happiest people on earth. I mean, just think if the body of Christ could get a hold of it and understand and have, have revelation of it, right? And we'd all get together and we'd all be in love with one another. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. It'll happen. It's happening. It's happening. Thank you, Lord, because once we get it, you know, we can receive all the, I mean, we're already blessed. God has blessed us when Jesus went to the cross. That was part of it, is to be walking in the blessing. But we were receiving it then. We'll be receiving it. Amen? So instead of looking at ourselves from a natural point of view, you know, with senses or in the flesh, we call it, then, you know, look at yourself from a spiritual standpoint. You know, what you have, you're born again, and you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and you've got all the gifts of the Spirit, the nature of God, you're a partaker of his divine nature, so it's all the fruit of the Spirit <laughs> operating in and through you. You know, when you just, if you, you go into that revelation, and you know, are you ever going to mess up and do things like, you know, you shouldn't have done that? Well, you did, but you know, you got First John 1, 9. You know, you confess your sin and God is righteous and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, you know, it's a win-win. God knows you're human and that, you know, that sometimes, you know, you just have a bad day. Sometimes you never slept all night. (laughs) So when you wake up in the morning, you're kind of cranky. And so you might say something that you, you know, didn't really mean or wasn't part of, you know, like it wasn't like God talking. Not us. We're not like that. No, we're pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) I just get up and get him his coffee and he's fine. (laughs) He's kind of like looking like this with his hand out. (laughs) I'm coming through the door. 
Hallelujah. So say this, I am new. You are new. Amen. I've been crucified with Christ. And it's not me who lives anymore. It's Christ who lives in me and through me. Hallelujah. There you go. Aha. Uh-huh. So we're like walking around with, with the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God on the inside. And like, you know, we're just looking, we're a blessing, looking for a place to happen, you know? <laughs> yes. And everybody else hanging out. I just love you guys, you know. You're awesome. Thank you for being faithful. You're always here on Thursday nights. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we forget about our past, right? We act like we don't even have one. How about that? Past. Oh, what? No. (laughs) Forgetting those things that are behind. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul would say, you know, like, I mean, and we know what he was like before he was saved. And he's like, oh, I've, I've, you know, never hurt anybody. I've harmed nobody. (laughs) But we know that he did. But he forgot it. You know, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't have to forget that. (laughs) But that would be big to forget, right? (laughs) Anyway. The person that you were before is dead. You're already dead. Like Ben Priest said that time when he had a gun pointed at him, you know. He's like, well, go ahead and pull the trigger. I'm already dead. The guy fell on his knees and got saved, right? You know, so, <laughs> I mean, who says that? Go ahead and pull the trigger. I'm already dead. And he probably, if he'd pulled the trigger, he, the bullet would have bounced off him. He's got a pretty thick hide. <laughs> oh, he's probably listening tonight. Oh, sorry, Pastor Ben. I love you, Pastor Ben. <laughs> but that was a good testimony. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. So if we hold fast to our confession that we are a new creation, you know, I mean, that's just say that to yourselves. You know, when you're feeling kind of coming down, I'm a new creation. I am a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. You know, just just remind yourself. That, that that is the case. Meditate on it. Amen? Because God, <laughs> God doesn't even see your past. When you got saved, he, everything that happened before that, that's, that's in the blood. It's in the blood. But see, we, we allow those thoughts, especially if we had some bad situations, you know, that we were responsible for. You know, we feel guilty and we feel shame and all of that. Well, you know, he knows that that is going to, you know, harm you. And so that's why he says to forget it, because it's harmful for you to remember it. Right? And, and that you have to renew your mind in every area. In every area, you have to renew your mind. Just keep putting the word in. Just keep putting the word in. And then all that stuff will just be flushed out. 
It'll be flushed out because you've had so much word in you. It won't be able to. Every, every thought that you have will be just like God thinking, right? The mind of Christ, the anointed one in his anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Like in First in Peter 2, 2, it talks about like being like a newborn baby when you get born again. That baby didn't have any past. He didn't. You know, he might have had, you know, a little bit of anxiety coming down the birth canal or something, you know, but <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> and God somehow manages to get that out of our minds. We'd have no thinking about that, right? But so that's how we're supposed to be, you know, and then he said, and be like little children. Come with your faith, like, you know, as little children. Hallelujah. So it's okay to, you know, dance and shout and kids do it all the time. You see the kids running around here on Sunday. It just blesses my heart. That, that, that's, like, that's how we're supposed to be. <laughs> we should all just take it and run to Ladiella. She wanted to go when people were running around the other week and she was in her wheelchair. And she said, I want to go. I want to go. I want to run. <laughs> so, you know, they had to take her around in the wheelchair. How precious is that? Little Elijah, he had his appendix out this week. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. Yeah, so sweet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Hebrews 10, can you turn to Hebrews 10? And verse 16 and 17. And this is a covenant that I will make with them after these days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Now that's what God said to Moses way back, right? And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That means a pure conscience. So whatever sins and stuff that you had going on before, he said, no, he said, I will remember them no more. Isn't that awesome? He doesn't even know, you know, like as far as he's concerned, that didn't happen. When you became his child, it was all a clean slate. And you can have it, and as, you know, if those things come back into your mind every morning, Mercies are new every morning. And when you, you know, you come into the throne room of God, that means, you know, worshiping him. You come and just expecting, you know, God is there. He's, and he's there. He's going to pour in the oil and the wine and he's going to help you and let him comfort you. You know, it's like there, there, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Remember that when you, maybe somebody doesn't remember, but, you know, when you were little and you'd run over to your mother or father when you fell down, cut yourself. It's okay. It's going to be all right. They'd kiss it and they'd like, kiss it better. <laughs> and you would think you were all right. <laughs> okay. And there's sins and iniquities. Now, where the remissions of sins is there is no more offering for sin. Of course, they did the... They did the offering of all the, you know, the goats and the bulls and all that kind of stuff. So now there was no more because Jesus was the complete offering. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. 
by a new and living way which he has consecrated for who? Us. Through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Hallelujah. So let us, and then it says, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. He says, not guilty. Not guilty. Righteousness conscious and not sin conscious. Amen? Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without what? Without what? Without wavering. That's, that's like believing one minute and not believing the next. <laughs> That he, for he is faithful. Say, God is faithful. faithful. Who promised. He promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So that's how we provoke each other. To love and to good works. We don't provoke each other by judging each other and criticizing each other. (laughs) What's the matter with you? (laughs) Smarten up. (laughs) Now, God will correct you. God will correct you if you let him. You know, if you say, God, you know, correct me when I make, I want him to correct me. I don't want to be out there messing up and doing things wrong and thinking wrong and whatever. And you know when you're thinking wrong. You know it. You know what's going on. Again, in 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more, the, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Like, I mean, we should be full house here, every service. Should be people waiting to get in here, you know? And, you know, God bless you, but <laughs> we wish you were here. <laughs> Because when we come together, it, there's such a, the corporate anointing. I mean, we've talked, I've talked about this before about like a heartbeats even beating the same and our breathing being the same, you know? I mean, I know sometimes you need to take a night off, but you know, hey, we come to church twice a week, <laughs> right? And, and I find that, I mean, being here, it's, it builds you up. It encourages you, you know? It's so awesome to come and praise the Lord. I mean, Dana and Joanne, you guys, you know, and Rob, awesome tonight. The presence of God, you know, you, you know that, uh, and, you know, whoever is up here brings the presence of God, and it's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. So even when, you know, you mess up and you repent, repenting is, is 
changing your way of thinking, right? It's just changing your way of thinking, you know? And God has every word, you know, he has that new man on the inside. And he is the one that you need to let dominate. So that sin doesn't dominate you anymore. Sin cannot dominate you only if you let it. Right? So you nip it in the bud. (laughs) You nip it in the bud before, you know, don't let that bad thought come out of your mouth. (laughs) And then, you know, just say, God, help me, you know, and change it. Put a positive, put a positive thought, you know, on the inside. Because it, your, you know, your thoughts and your words, they, they hinder your faith if it, they're not, if they're not of God. Amen? So if you, if you keep the inward man built up on the inside, then the outward, it'll show out in the outward man, right? Your, your body and your mind were trained by your old nature in the beginning, so it has to relearn. It kind of like has to be rewired. And sometimes it takes a while because those paths, like even again with worry, you know, those paths in your mind when something happens that you're automatic go to worry, that's a path. It's a well-worn path in your mind, right? Or to be, you know, upset when someone comes against you and says something against you and then anger comes out it, without you thinking about it, it just comes out, Right? That, that's from a well-worn path in your mind. And all of it is based in fear, right? So the fear has, is the root of a lot of all the stuff, the negative thoughts and the actions and, you know, and that kind of thing. You say, well, I'm not really afraid of anything. But if, it's, if that's happening, then there is fear of something in there, right? And you can say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power love and a sound mind and then you slap yourself and you say fear not fear not fear not fear not fear not say it with me fear not fear not (laughs) with somebody was who was it with the elastic bands that's how they quit their addiction what Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Lynn Hammond. She had Lynn Hammond. Now think of Lynn Hammond. I mean, like such a spiritual lady and whatever. But in the early days, I guess she had depression. And uh, when the, and the doctor told her to, whenever, psychiatrist, when she wasn't, yeah. Okay. She'd have to flick a rubber band on her wrist. Yeah. When she had the thoughts. Yeah, but it worked for her. Like it worked for now. I'm not. I'm not advising you to do that. But, <laughs> but something you know, you could have something that you do. You know, I mean, and you could if you wanted to do that. Hopefully, it wouldn't. You wouldn't get blisters. Yeah, you, it's like you got to shock yourself into not. You know, she thought she was going crazy. You have, you should use the microphone because they can't hear you. When she first got full of the Holy Spirit, she thought, you know, like she had, she was praying in tongues all the time and, and people thought she was strange and that she she was losing it. So she started to believe that herself until she met, until she talked with this psychiatrist family friend. And he said, you know, he said, I could give you medication, 
He said, and you can numb that down. But he said, I can give you a shock, uh, shock treatment cure with a rubber band. And so he told her, every time those thoughts come, snap yourself really hard with a, a you know, a skin like something that's going to hurt. And uh, so she did it, and she said for the first little while, she had a blister on her wrist. But she said after a while she got, this is retraining your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got so well trained at it that she knew before the, when the thoughts were starting to, to come. And so she totally, totally defeated that. They have a church yeah. of about, I know they have 5,000 people in their congregation now and probably 35,000 watching online. So what I'm saying is, this is a credible yeah. person that we're talking yeah. about yeah. here. And she had to go through, she had to retrain her, you know, casting down the imaginations and all that. And this is what the psychiatrist told her. Yeah. And really, like when you think about it, it's a great idea. Yeah. If you're For being any bombarded addiction. with negative thoughts all yeah. the time, yeah. come see me and I'll slap you. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also like even if, you know, negative and not just negative thoughts, but any anything that you're dealing with, like having uh, addictions. I mean, I know you're probably not addicted to drugs or anything, but I mean, you know, if you're or if you want to like lose weight, even, you know, I was just thinking of that. <laughs> I think I might whenever I feel like going to the fridge. Oh. What's that? Worry. Oh, is worry. The, yeah. Worry cost Job yeah. his family. Oh, yeah. And everything. What well, you that he fear possessed. will come upon you. You know those kinds of fears. You know, and and uh, his fear has come upon me. Has finally come upon me. I was not in safety. I was not yeah. in rest. He found no peace in God because his mind was overruling and yeah. concerned about his kids being out drunk and making moonshine and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. yeah. It cost him. Well, I mean, you know, and it's and it's just it's in in the natural. It's it's a human reaction to situations, right? Worry and concern. It's almost like I remember first. I mean, Gory Copeland used to worry a lot too, and uh, you know, she said that she really had to deal with that. And so, I mean, these are you know, these are high end people, <laughs> faith, and uh, so everybody has to come up that way. To deal with whatever is in, because I mean, the, the strongholds, that's why they're called strongholds in your mind, right? That have to be dealt with and have to be pulled down. And it's nothing to be embarrassed about because everybody has them, right? And, you know, the sooner we allow God to come in and, and you know, clean it up. And if you have to do something drastic like and <laughs> inflicting pain upon yourself to get away from it, huh? Yeah. 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 So, you know, or even like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed at the number of men that are involved in pornography. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not accusing or looking at anybody, but if that is one thing that, that you could use it. Yeah. They passed out rubber bands with their ministry name yeah. on it for that thing, for that purpose. Yeah. So that you can, well, it was, but it was to remind you that what was written. Well, on it was it? to remind you of the good stuff, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But if you're dealing yeah. with the bad stuff, it'll work just the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So praise the Lord, and of course, you know the Word of God, calling those things that are not as though they are. Like you know, I don't have a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power and love and a sound, disciplined mind. Amen. Okay, we're just going to read one more scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 27. 
God is such a practical God. What? You know, I mean, his word is so practical because he knows when he says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known with, to God. You know, that, and when you do that, that's humbling yourself to say that, God, I cannot do this on my own. And, and, and then you're, you know, he, he, he knows that that worry. And then he says, think on those things that are pure and true and holy and just that are of honest and honest and those things that are of a good report and those things that are praiseworthy. Because if those worry thoughts get into your head, they're like a cancer, you know? And, and so you have to bombard it with the word of God. You have to say, it is written. It is written. It is written, right? And, you know, and then the devil will flee. Resist the devil. I mean, that is it. Resist the devil. Resist all of those things that come at you, right? And just don't flirt with them. <laughs> Put your foot down. Okay, verse 27. But I keep under, this is Paul speaking now, and this is what he did. But I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection. See, that's what she was doing. She was keeping under her body and bringing it under subjection or her mind, whatever it is, that lest by any means when I have preached to others, my myself should be a castaway, right? So, you know, be a slave to righteousness. <laughs> and I know the things that, you know, your weaknesses, I guess, and, and recognize when they're coming at you and don't allow them to overtake you. Do not allow them to overtake you. I mean, like I, I, I've been saved for a long time now. <laughs> so <clears throat> I've been putting the word in for a long time. And I know most of you here have been. But when, you know, when those things come, and you, you just dwell on them just a little bit, they're, they're always around. They're always around. And even like, I mean, the enemy will bring circumstances. You always have a choice. You always have a choice to do the right thing and to say the right thing <clears throat> and choose every time you come up to that place. You make that choice. I choose God's way. I choose God's way because that's what's going to keep me. That's what's going to keep me and put me over so that I can be a benefit. So I can be out instead of worrying and being involved in my own stuff. I can be out, you know, ministering to this lost world. That's where he wants us to be priests and kings. And, uh, you know, but we, we kind of get into, you know, self stuff. <laughs> Ideal stuff instead of God deal stuff. Hallelujah. So stay crucified. <laughs> crucify your flesh. See, you crucified your flesh even to come here tonight, right? So, I mean, probably people were calling you and asking you to do this and do that and go here and go there. And say, no, I'm going to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God we can come here. It's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. 
We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.